Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Living Waters Flowing. I am Nina Menace, and it is wonderful to be before you today. It is Sunday, and um, I just got through listening uh, to church services today. Um, I watched online today. And let me tell you, it is amazing how whatever God is dealing with you about to minister about, how some of that bleeds over into what you hear from your pastor. I mean, I'm looking at my notes and I'm looking at what he's saying and I'm like, this is exactly what God was talking to me about. (laughs) So it's a blessing, but I'm telling you, it was awesome. The time in God's presence, amazing. So if you do have time, go over to my church online, Deeper Fellowship Church in Orlando, Florida, Pastor William McDowell. I'm telling you, an amazing, an amazing church. So, um, of course, you know, I'm going to give my shout outs. Shout outs to everyone who's reached out to me um, through messenger or email. Thank you so much. I'm going to continue to thank you. I don't take any of these things for granted. And I say thank you. Thank you so much. And also um, my Facebook group, Queens of God. Let me tell you, we are still growing. Um, Our team of moderators um, are knocking it out of the park, encouraging and uplifting the women of God. Let me tell you, um, I just had to write a post today just to tell each one of them, thank you. Thank you for sharing their heart and what God has placed on them. So that is what we have done today. But uh, we're going to get into the word. We're going to get into the word. So let's start with prayer. Father God, we thank you so much. We praise you. We glorify you. We give you honor for who you are. Lord, without you, this would not even be possible. This is ordained by you to happen. And Lord, because I have surrendered myself to service to your people, for you to use me as an instrument, God, I empty myself of myself. And Lord, I surrender my whole self to you, God. And I'm asking that you would rise up strong, raise up strong in me and minister to your people, that you would speak your heart to the people. I completely decrease and I ask God that you increase, that you show yourself strong and be whatever it is you need to be in this time in your word today, that you would express yourself however you want to through me. I surrender to you in the mighty and precious name of Jesus. I pray, God, that every one of the persons who are listening, God, will hear your word in the way that they need to hear it and understand it. Lord, speak to your people. They're here to hear you, not me. In the precious and powerful name of Jesus, amen. So last week, y'all, we were actually in what I was supposed to finish it out in one day. But let me tell you, the Holy Spirit took over (laughs) and you know how that is. So we discussed um, the topic and we're going to continue it today. They cannot go with you. And again, like I said last week, who are they? They are the people who do not align with your purpose and your calling. Those who keep you stuck in the same place are those who keep trying to take you back to who you used to be before Christ. 
uh, or people who just do not um, just are not within the plan of God for your life. Some people just can't go with you. They may be wonderful people. They may be people that have been there for you that have been that have um, just been kind and done all kind of things and been there for you when you needed them the most. And you've been there for them and and you've had each other's back. And, you know, people that are just always there, people who have just go on um, above and beyond to help you and to be there for you. Some of those people even you have to walk away from because we grow we evolve, especially when we are growing in God. And a lot of times we cannot take these people with us where we're going. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about, um, we talked about Abraham and how he took Lot with him. And God did not tell him to take a lot with him. He was part of the household and his people that he was supposed to leave and go to a place that God will show him. That was in Genesis um, 11 and 27 through 31. And then also um, Genesis 12, 1 through 5. Um, We also talked about Paul, Paul and Barnabas, how they had to separate. How uh, Barnabas wanted to take uh, Mark with him and... Paul was like, "Uh uh-uh, nope, he's unreliable, he cannot go with us, and they ended up going their separate ways. Uh, Paul went with Silas, and Barnabas went with uh, John, who they called Mark. They went their separate ways, so sometimes, and we discussed this, sometimes um, some believers are separated because they're on separate assignments, and that's what happened between Paul and Barnabas. So, We went into that. We also went into how God is bringing new kingdom connections into our lives, how he doesn't just separate us from people and just leave us out here. He connects us with people who are going um, another leg of the journey with us. And it's not to say that we'll never talk to these people again, that we're not supposed to stay cordial or anything with them. But as far as being close and, and having that having that closeness to where what they say deters what you do or, or, or shifts what you do, they won't have that kind of impact on your life. So today, we're going to continue in that same vein um, about being in God's will. And um, this part of the journey that we're speaking of is uh, our first point today. Uh, God does not want us to be yoked closely connected with unbelievers when we walk with him now i know i know i know i know sometimes we can really vibe with people who who do not believe in christ or who do not walk uh, with the lord or who kind of know of him but they they completely reject living for him or accepting and receiving him in their lives we feel like hey these are good people these are good people. Uh, they ain't done nothing to me. They they don't get in the way of what I'm doing with the Lord. So why should I separate from them? Now, a lot of these people that the Lord puts us in in close proximity with who are unbelievers, sometimes we're meant to be um, examples before them. We're meant to show how God operates through us and in our lives 
and also how he um, what he does in our lives as far as maybe he's healed our body. Maybe he's restored our finances, met some needs. Maybe he has he has done something um, through us. Maybe we went through a hard time and they were there put in our lives to observe how we stayed in faith and how God pulled us out of that situation. They were there to witness it so that they'll know that, hmm, you know what, maybe I should consider living for this God. Maybe I should consider uh, giving my life to Jesus because even though they went through a hard time, look at how God brought them out. Look at all that they went through and God brought them out and they came out whole. They came out healed. They came out free. Sometimes we're meant to um, and we never understand it, but some things we go through is never for us. It's for those who are looking on, those who are observing and who see us and, and look at our lives and see the hand of God moving in our lives. So God wants us not to be yoked, though, with them. Now, what does it mean to be yoked? Yoked. Um, now, this is a definition. This is just um, in Webster is a wooden cross piece fastened over the necks of two animals and attached to a plow or cart that they both pull together. Okay, so what does that say to us spiritually, though? When you're yoked, now think about these animals. They're yoked together by this wooden piece between between their necks. So that means that one cannot go its own way. And the other one cannot go its own way. They have to decide together where they're going, right? They can't just be sitting up pulling two different directions or they ain't going to go nowhere. They'll just be stuck in one spot. One trying to go this way, one trying to go that way. (laughs) Just like with Paul and uh, Paul and Barnabas, when they were in disagreement on how they were to move forward, how uh, Barnabas wanted to take John uh, called Mark. And how, Bar- uh, how Paul was like, no, they were stuck in that one place disagreeing on that. Now, what if they would have stayed there arguing about the same thing? That would have wasted time. They had things to do. They had things to do for the kingdom of God. There were souls to save. There were people to heal. There were um, blinded eyes that needed to be opened. There was the gospel that needed to be preached to save souls and bring them to Christ. And what if they would have just stayed right there? arguing (laughs) well in this case this would be an unbeliever so unbelievers though they a lot of them respect how we feel and how we worship God and how we live for God in the end the biggest separation between you two is going to be your overall belief and a lot of your your morals and your values are tied up in the Lord when you live wholeheartedly for the Lord, when you're when your life is surrendered to the Lord. And we'll get into a little bit of that a little bit later. But when you surrender to God and when you live for God, I mean for real, for real, we ain't talking about just profess it and, and go to church and have your hands up and worship and praise and cry and and dance around the church, but then leave living like an unbeliever. Amen. Okay. Uh, All right. (laughs) All right. But we'll talk about that later, too. (laughs) 
But we're talking about living for God. When you live for God and you are sold out, like they say, when you have surrendered yourself to the spirit of God, to the nudgings and the unctions and the movement of God's spirit, you don't see things the same way. Things that are okay with the world and with those who do not believe or who do not want to surrender their life to the Lord, those things are no longer an option for you. It's like you can't even see yourself doing those things because you know the spiritual implications behind it. Amen. Like for some people, um, sex before marriage is out of the question because you know the spiritual implications. You know the that it's a spiritual act. You know that it's not just um, getting getting a thrill and and getting it out and going home. It's it's something spiritually happening. You're you're welcoming in the spirits that they are carrying. <laughs> so um, and also for some people um, doing drugs or. Or drinking a lot of alcohol or indulging in um, the wrong types of environments and all of that, that you feel uncomfortable around. It's just something about it. It just, it doesn't agree with you. Sometimes you can't even put your finger on it. It's like, mm, I can't be around all of this. I, I just, I don't feel comfortable here. And you just feel like leaving. You want to get back into your place of peace. Sometimes that is the case, and the Lord doesn't want us to be yoked with unbelievers because in Amos 3 and 3, it says, Can two walk together except that they are agreed? Except that they are agreed. So with unbelievers, you may agree about several things. You may agree with with something simple, um, how you like to wear hair and makeup us ladies, how we like to stay nice looking and how we like to get our nails done and get our feet done and how we like to to shop and and hang out like that. But when it comes down to the deeper things of God, they basically they have no conviction of any sin. So they feel like anything can go, everything can go and they feel nothing about it. Well, with you, if you try to do the same things, you would be so convicted and you would feel so weighed down by that action that you you couldn't do it. And then you'd have to separate yourself from them anyway because you don't feel comfortable. And what is that? That is the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us into all truth. Amen. So that is what God is speaking to us. He doesn't want us to see ourselves as better than anyone he wants us to have a cleared-eyed view of who he is. And since we are Christians, which means Christ-like, then we can continue to view ourselves as conforming to his image, conforming in the way that we handle ourselves, conforming in the way we talk, the way we walk, how we live our lives and why we do things, the why behind it. So just to kind of back this up with scripture, let's go to 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. So we're going to read a little bit here. Um, 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. In the New King James Version, it says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? 
And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be what? Separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Again, that's 2 Corinthians 6 and 14. So again, that basis basically backs up everything that I've spoken before then. <laughs> that our spirit cannot dwell with unbelievers for long. Now, you may be called, they may be called to be your assignment. In fact, they're always going to be called to be your assignment. Your assignment, um, for a lot of ways, for a lot of people, are going to be people who are unbelievers who live their lives contrary to the will of God, who have not surrendered and submitted themselves to God. And God is calling you to them. God is calling you to minister to them, to minister life to them. And mostly, and this is important, y'all, mostly to live your life according to God's will and in his purpose before them. Our life speaks much louder than our words. And I'm serious. I mean, in, in this generation, they're not looking to see how much Bible you know. And this is real. They don't want to know how much you read the Bible. They don't want to know what you know about the word. They, they really don't. They're not impressed by that. But what they do see is that you are different, that you're different from everybody that, that's around them. They're different even from those who they think were Christians, but are really living a life contrary to God's will. And we'll talk about that in a minute, too. But when you are genuine at heart, when you have surrendered your mind, body, soul, spirit, and your entire lifestyle to worship God, to live as pure as you can in the eyes of God and people, when you take it upon yourself to say, no, I'm not going to do what everybody else is doing. I'm not going to I'm not going to go where everybody else is going. I'm not going to have the same mindset as everybody. If it's contrary to the word of God and if it's contrary to what God has spoken to me while we were in in uh, prayer together, while I was speaking to God, whatever he has dealt with me about personally in our relationship, because that's what it's about, y'all. When we speak to God and we are in relationship with him, he'll deal with us about what we need to do and what we need to stop doing. He will be very clear. And not only will he tell us what we shouldn't do anymore, but he should he will let us know on a deeper level why. Like for me, um, drinking liquor. God keeps me away from that. And the reason why, or he, he deters me, tells me not to do that. And the reason why is because 
in my family that's a problem. There's a lot of addiction, drug addiction. There's a lot of um, alcoholism in my family. So he knows that that particular generational pull could have an effect on my life if I open that door. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of times when God wants us to stay clear from the people of the world and, and, and like we're speaking about, yoked, doesn't want us to be yoked with them is because he does not want what they do to become a problem for us, thus creating a distance between us and God. Because when we get involved in those things, when we start turning to those things, including sex, alcohol, drugs, um, all different types of things, not just those things, even just um, sexual things like pornography or um, just getting caught up with the wrong kinds of people, um, gossiping, lying, cheating. Um, all those different things. I mean, seriously, um, or just hanging out with people who say they love God and, and live for him, but don't and, and, but live a different type of lifestyle. We take that on as something that's okay for us because we're around people that feel that way. And he knows that what we are around, we start to become and that creates distance between us and God. Amen. So he knows what he's speaking about when he's talking about this. Do not be yoked with unbelievers. Amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. My voice is trying to go out. <laughs> so I'm going to move on to this. The last uh, point, major point that w- we are making here. Now, remember, I was speaking about. Um. Actually, hold on just a moment. Before I go there, let me go to Romans 12 and 3. Because what I'm, and I'm going to repeat this again from earlier. This is not to say that we should view ourselves as better than anybody, unbeliever or a sinful believer, (laughs) sin or sin natured led believer. We're not supposed to ever think we're better than them. When God separates us from them, it is for our benefit. It is to keep our temple clean because our temple, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And it is to keep us from going back to what he has saved us from. But it's not for us to take it in and say, oh, well, I'm just better than them. Or they're just, you know, those little peasants and uh, they're just some, you know, they, they need God. They need God. They they need Jesus because I got Jesus and I and I didn't turn my life around and I'm better. No, he don't want us to take that kind of stance with anybody. OK, so Romans 12 and three in NIV says, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. Now, that's very important. We cannot get high minded. He wants us to remain humble at every turn. Do you hear me? Every turn. So even in that vein of staying humble, uh, let's go to Galatians 
three, I'm sorry, six, three through five. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to anyone else. For each one should carry their own load. In other words, you got to look at yourself. You got to look at how you're living and how you're conducting yourself instead of looking at what somebody else is doing and, and how they're conducting their lives. Now, when you do look onto somebody else, look soberly, just like it said in, in the scripture in, um, in Romans 12 and 3. Be sober, sober judgment, be of sober judgment. So what is God saying? God is saying that he's using this to protect us because overall, it has to do with our relationship with him and our overall purpose in the earth. Amen. So he doesn't want anything to get in the way of our relationship with him and what he's placed us here on the earth to accomplish in the kingdom of God. Amen. So if these sets of people would be more um, inclined to lead us away from him and away from our purpose, he wants us to separate. And that's how you know, if you don't really know, if you're not sure that you should be hanging around this kind of person or this person or that person, even a family member's, including family members, y'all, then you ask yourself, if being is being with these people, when I'm with them, is this leading me away from God? Is this actually causing me to move forward in my purpose? Or is this just a distraction? Now, am I standing in one place when I'm with these people? Am I just, is am I stagnant when I'm with them? Or do I find myself going back doing the stuff that I used to do? Do I find myself being comfortable in an environment that they create that is something that I used to live in? Things that I used to find comfort in and enjoy? Am I, is that shifting me more in that mindset? That's what God is talking about. That's what he wants us to separate from. And it's not about them. It's not to dog them out. It's all about his relationship with us and our what? Our purpose in the kingdom. Amen. So let's move forward. Now, just like I was speaking earlier, and this is what we're going to speak of, because I've been saying, oh, I'll talk about that later. I'll talk about that later. OK, well, this is later. <laughs> so the last point is God will separate us from believers who comfortably lived sinful lifestyles that you are close to. OK, let me read that again. God will separate us from believers who comfortably live sinful lifestyles that you're close to. Now, let's go to the word on this. I know you're saying, no, wait a minute now. I, I thought you said that we shouldn't think of ourselves more highly. Just hang in there with me and listen to what I'm saying. And this goes back to what? Us living our life in Christ 
And what God is more worried about or more concerned with is our relationship with him and our purpose. Let's go to Galatians 5, 13 through 21. So this is pretty wordy, but we're going to go through it quickly. Okay. So here it is. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not fulfill, or in this version it says, gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Amen? Now, We read all of this and we're speaking, oh, clearly, clearly he's just talking about the unbelievers when he's talking about these things, the people that um, do the acts of the flesh. Um, No, no, ma'am and no, sir. He's talking about the unbeliever, but he's also talking about the believer. Also, there are believers who and listen to me very carefully. There are believers that believe in Christ Jesus, who have received, and I think I talked about this in the last podcast, who have confessed Jesus as their Savior, but they have not embraced him or declared him as Lord over their life. Lord means owner. That means their life. That means when you say, God, Jesus is Lord of my life. You're saying he's owner of my life. He owns me. What I do, I do for him. I do to please him. I do to worship him. I do to be in accordance to his will, his plan, his purpose. And it's not about legalism either. It's about relationship. It's about relationship. So when we come across people who... Say they live for God, say I'm saved and I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. And and a lot of them do. They operate in their gifts because there are their gifts without repentance. Their gifts without repentance. There are people who are operating in what they have inherently were given from God as a gift, but it hasn't been submitted and surrendered to God. It hasn't been sanctified. Under this, under the authority and power of God, that 
they would actually operate in the spirit by the spirit. So there are people that are going around prophesying. There's people that are going around doing all kinds of things and say it's the Lord. And the Lord can use these people. Hear me very clearly. The Lord can use these people if he so choose. Think about it. He used a donkey to put a a, a prophet in check. (laughs) So he can use anybody. So it is not to say that they cannot be used. And that's what we got to be spiritually discerning, y'all. We got to really and truly walk according to the spirit all the time. Otherwise, you will be deceived. You will believe somebody is is speaking of God and saying things of God and, and giving you a prophecy and giving you a word of knowledge. And these gifts are clear. But guess what? They're psychics. There are mediums. There are all kinds of people out there who operate in the same kind of gift, but it has not been sanctified. Do you understand? <laughs> so with that being said, we have to we have to know that we know that we know that we're hearing from God and that the people that he has placed in our lives, he has placed them there. There's some people that will be in our lives and they will be yoked to us because there is a purpose for it. You're walking together in ministry. Um, You are even coming together as a kingdom connection, which can um, go through all types of of seasons in our lives off and on. Uh, There are people that are lifetime kingdom uh, connections that are friends that are there forever. That it doesn't matter what comes or goes, where whether you are anywhere in the in the world, they're always going to be your friend. They're always going to be there, and you're going to always be there for them. But we're speaking of people who have proclaimed Christ, but they are not living for Him. They're not. They're living as the world does. They do everything that the world does without any conviction without any concern I hear and I can hear that's judgment no that's Bible that's Bible let's go to Galatians 6 and 1 and it says brothers and sisters if someone is caught in sin you who live by the spirit should restore that person gently but watch yourselves or you also may be tempted So there are people, now this right here, this is making it very clear that there are many Christians who are living sinful lifestyles. Now, we're not talking a slip up. We're not talking a, oh, you know, I had a weak moment and and I had to go to God and ask him to forgive me. But we're speaking of just downright living a lifestyle unapologetically and saying, well, God loves me. It, it doesn't matter what I do. God loves me. Um, I'm still a Christian. I'm still Christ-like. Um, I still I still have the gift of prophecy. I still have the gift of that. And God still uses me. And God still speaks through me. And God, no, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. God is saying in this day and in this hour, and listen very closely, that the church is the first ones being judged. And that that comes from the Bible. 
the church is the first one to be judged. So we have to live our lives as if Jesus is coming any day, any day. And we have to make it has to be distinctly seen, heard and felt that we are of Christ in Christ in our lifestyle and what we say and what we do and how we carry ourselves. Not saying that we're going to be perfect because, baby, <laughs> we never going to be perfect. I'm going to tell you that right now. And we can't sit up and talk about one another either and say, oh, well, this person's doing this, that, and other. They may have a season of weakness that they may have to come out of that God may be dealing with them about. It may be things that um, God needs to heal them from, and they are outwardly expressing their need for this healing through what they're committing in, in these sinful acts. And that's a whole different story, too. But we're speaking of someone who is comfortably living a lifestyle that they know God is not pleased with, but they still be, come before people and say, I am a Christian. God still uses me. God still this, that, and the other. And, and um, I, I, hey, I do this, I do that, but that's my thing. That's what I do. Uh-uh. God is saying, come from among those people. Because this is what happens. When we continue forward with people that live like this, that continue with this type of lifestyle, to say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Yeah, that's just what I do. Everybody else do it. So I'm going to do it too. That's what I like to do. I, I, yeah, I know it's sin. I know that I shouldn't be uh, doing this. I know that I shouldn't be that. I know that I shouldn't be um, doing all these things. I know it. I know it. Yeah, you're right. I shouldn't be doing it. But this is just what I do. Those are people who are in resistance to the Spirit of God. They have set themselves against the the inner workings of the Holy Spirit within them. Okay, God does not want us to yoke with people like that because then we will start believing that it's okay for us to kind of do other things. It may not be the same thing they doing. May be the same thing they doing, but God does not want us to be yoked with people who are comfortably sinning. And he wants us to do what? He wants us to pray for people like them. He wants us to pray. So Galatians 6 and 2 says, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. And that's an NIV version, Galatians 6 and 2. What does that mean to carry burdens? He's wanting us to pray for them. It's going to take prayer because, again, we can't judge. We don't know what they're wrestling with. We don't know if there's insecurities inside of them that stem from maybe what happened to them in the past. Maybe they were neglected as a child. Maybe they um, were molested or maybe they were raped or maybe they um, they actually um was up under a lot of peer pressure and they felt like they had to fit in. So whatever it is they're doing in sin, they're doing it to fit in with the people around them. So we don't know 
what it is that people are going through in their mind and in their heart that causes them to lean towards this. These people could actually repent and walk away from these things at any moment. We don't know when a person repents and walks away from these things. But when God tells you specifically or leads you in your heart and in your spirit to distance yourself from a person, a, a, a person who says that they're Christian, but they're still walking, living a sinful lifestyle, it isn't that you think you're better than them. Hear me. It isn't that you think you're better than them. It's because you don't want to feel within yourself at any point in time that it is comfortable for you to do what they're doing or that you can do something that is outside of God's will and it'd be okay. God knows what triggers us. He knows what gets our attention and, and leads us in certain ways. So he knows who to keep us from and who to yoke us with. Amen. And also, um, just to kind of back up on that distance yourself, let's go ahead and read our last scripture. I know we've been in the word a lot today, but just stick with me. Just one scripture. Um, 1 Corinthians 5 and 11. It's going to be our final scripture of the day. And I'm going to read this in the Amplified Version. Okay. It says, but actually, I have written to you not to associate with any so-called Christian brother or sister if he or she is sexually immoral or greedy or is an idolater devoted to anything that takes the place of God or is a reveler who insults, slanders, or otherwise verbally abuses others or is a drunkard or a swindler you must not so much as eat with such a person. Again, this is, this is God. This is God speaking. And again, he doesn't want us to think more highly of ourselves. No, we didn't, we didn't outline that in scripture. But he does not want us to be yoked to people that way so that we will what? Come out of alignment with God's will that will lead us away from the closeness in the relationship with him and that will lead us away from our what our purpose let us pray father god we have heard your heart today we've heard your heart and lord we thank you so much for speaking to us today for ministering to us in this area god Lord, we hear you and we know that your ultimate desire is to stay close to us, us to stay close to you and for us to fulfill our purpose in you, to build the kingdom and to do so without distractions. Lord, your ultimate call is for us to love. And Lord, we thank you for showing us how to love those who are not walking in agreement with your will. Lord, we thank you right now that you're illustrating in your word how we should walk with people who are not in agreement with your will. And we thank you, God, that you're showing us how to love. You're showing us how to protect ourselves and allow you to protect us by your spirit. Lord, you're saying separate ourselves from these types of people, but you're saying this to protect us. And God, I thank you for your protection. I thank you for leading and guiding us by your spirit. 
God, I thank you, God, that right now there are some people listening right now that you have been dealing with. You've been dealing with their heart about separating from certain people, people that it's hard for them to separate from because they truly love them. They have been through a lot together. And Lord, you're telling them to walk away. It's hard for them. So, Lord, I'm asking right now that you would minister to their heart by your spirit that you would show them through dreams or visions, or you would just come to them yourself and explain what it is that you need for them to know. Lord God, give us a desire for more and more of you, more of you and less of us, God. Lord, I ask right now that you would just, we would surrender more of ourselves to you and that you would kill off our flesh, Lord, that we would surrender more to you. And the more we surrender, the more our flesh dies, because it is our flesh that wants to hang on to people who are not good for us, God. In the mighty and precious name of Jesus, God, I thank you that you do all things well. And I thank you, God, that your word today is a word that lovingly reminds us that you love us and that you're protecting us, you're covering, you're keeping us. And Lord, that you know what's best for us over any and everybody, even ourselves. So we surrender and submit to your will right now, God, in the precious, powerful, and awesome name of Jesus. We thank you. Amen. So I thank you so much for being with me this long. This is a long word. This is probably the longest podcast I've done. And I thank you for hanging in there with me. I had to complete this out. I didn't know God was going to be speaking these things, um, but he did. And I pray that you take it all to heart, that you take this word in prayer to the Lord. Take it to him and ask him. Ask him questions. Ask him questions and he will answer you. And so I thank you again for staying with me. This is Nina Menace with Living Waters Flowing and may the living waters of God continue to flow in your life. Have a blessed week.